Hey, you are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. All right, you're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And today we've got hockey talk. And not only do we have that, but we have some of the most brilliant minds, hockey minds, in my opinion, Gophers experts. We've got an all-star crew here today with us. So welcome back to the show, Alex Micheletti, co-host of the MNCAA podcast and Locked on Wild. Dylan Laux, who is a scouting and analytics guru and also contributes to Gopher Hole, and Sam Ekstrom, co-host and executive producer for Locked On Sports Minnesota and play-by-play announcer for the Gophers hockey team with Bali Sports. If that didn't amp you up for this, I don't know what else would, so definitely get ready for some good hockey talk. Now, gentlemen, it has been a season. It has been a full season, a Big Ten tournament, and it's all concluded. The Gophers walk away with back-to-back regular Big Ten season championships or champions, but also back-to-back runners-up in the Big Ten tournament, falling in a tight contest to Michigan last weekend. Now, before we talk about the NCAA tournament itself, I am curious to know each of your thoughts on that Big Ten championship game, and I have a different question for each one of you. So I'm going to start with you, Sam. Did the Big Ten championship game leave you with any worries for this Gophers team heading into the NCAA tournament, and did the Gophers show any vulnerabilities in your opinion? I think the worry that I would have is that they face Michigan again down the road because that Michigan team, the last six weeks, they've figured it out. I remember calling the Gophers-Michigan game January 20th. And at that point, Kane, Michigan was sixth in the Big Ten. They were kind of hanging on to the, you know, in the pairwise to the NCAA tournament field. They hadn't been able to string anything together. And from that series on, where Michigan gave the Gophers a couple really good overtime games, they split in that series, Michigan's taken off, they've gotten healthy, they were, they were ill and, and injured around the holidays, they had an interim coach, and it was looking really bad. And now that they're healthy, and they're getting a little bit more seasoned as this year's gone on, they have pieced all of it together. Uh, they've got a bunch of first-round picks on that team. They're the only club that's younger than the Gophers in the nation, and maybe one of the only clubs that's that's as or more talented than the Gophers. So that's a matchup that I'd be nervous about uh, going down the bracket, and they wouldn't meet until the, the championship game. So I, I think that uh, that's my one concern. I thought the Gophers played a pretty pretty good game. It was just two heavyweights in a title match, and it absolutely lived up to the billing. Yeah, I was there, and man, it was fun. That is, you you got good hockey, regardless of the result. Now, I know all Gophers fans wanted it to go the other way, but regardless, it was one to remember, and that Rhett Pitlick goal will forever live on in infamy in my mind for the rest of my hockey days watching this sport. But Dylan, I'm going to flip it to you. What do the Gophers have to do to move past that Big Ten championship game and get right for the tournament? No, I think, you know, a big step was the fact that now they're all healthy. Um, I felt like, you know, the last couple of two games, I know Chesley kind of came back into the lineup, but I feel like the, those two games was still kind of like a feeling out process for him. 
Um, and he's a very important part on the back end. Uh, they only have two right shot defensemen. So you're talking about, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys playing on their offsides. Um, but it, like, if you look at that game and, and Bob talked about it a lot is like, that's the kind of game that they needed to happen to kind of get them ready for the, for the NCAA tournament. And he was basically saying that they had so many like missed assignments. I, I want to say it was, it was McGrody's first goal that there was like three gophers standing in the slot, like head in the sky, like not, not, not trying to pick up players and things like that. So it's little things, but it's those things that like Bob said that they needed that to happen to kind of push them and, and be ready for the tournament. And then it's just making sure you, you're practicing. Um, Kinesis, they've never even really faced them. I think they faced them like once. So, Film session on that might be a little bit tough, but you know it's it's just getting you know getting down those little things and making sure you're 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 boxing guys out in front and things like that. For sure, it's definitely got to be a next play mentality, kind of a quick memory and moving on to the next the next step. Because even though we lost the Big Ten championship game, the the main goal, the main eye on the prize is that national championship. And right. they have a good shot at it. Now, Alex, before we move on to the NCAA tournament as a whole with you all, I got to have fun with this one. I know that Gophers fans have been all over Twitter talking about goalies continuously kicking out the net. And it just <laughs> seems to be something that happens almost too often. Is that just fan bias setting in? Or do you think there has been some strategy in there for some of these goalies kicking it out so consistently? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's there's definitely some, you know, strategy involved, too. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, they want to try to slow momentum of, of the gopher attack. And so they can easily, easily just kick it off. You know, we saw it happen in the Ohio state series here at Mariucci as well. I think, uh, you know, with, with them, uh, you know, making changes to the ice, uh, you know, uh, coming here, they're going to make it, uh, you know, switching from Olympic to kind of more of a hybrid, maybe, maybe they'll be able to fix the, you know, the pegs, uh, um, uh, with, with the issues with that, but, you know, there's definitely some strategy involved. I wish, uh, we'd see more delay of game calls. Um, you know, it, it happened, it did happen a couple times, you know, this, this year there at Mariucci, but, um, I think it definitely needs to be called more for sure. Yeah, something smelled a little fishy to me, but in the end, like they played a great game and it is oh, yeah. what it is. But it's time to move on to what we're actually here to talk about, and that is the NCAA tournament. Now the regions are officially set, and the Gophers drew two intrastate rivalries, which can kind of maybe be seen as a curse because you get often get the best play from your rivals when you play them, whenever that is, even if it wasn't an up-to-par year for them. But they also drew the lowest pairwise team in the whole tournament in round one. Now, how are you all feeling about the Fargo region? Sam, we'll start with you. What are you thinking so far? Yeah, you would love to reserve those rivalry in-state games for, I think, a little later in the tournament or at least spread them out so there's one Minnesota team Per region, I know that they're angling for attendance and, and TV ratings will obviously be very high in the state of hockey for those games. Um, and the Gophers obviously have a little bit of bad memory about Mankato from, you know, their their <clears throat> last year's exit in the tournament. So that could be a second round matchup awaiting them. But honestly, the team I'm nervous about is St. Cloud State. I think that Minnesota State Mankato, they've been living very dangerously close to the edge 
this year. I remember that at one point they were 15th in the pairwise, pretty close to the end of the season. They snuck by Lake Superior State in game two of their, their first round series. Uh, they should have lost Northern Michigan in the CCHA championship, and they've just been way more vulnerable this year because they don't have the same kind of offensive punch. I think St. Cloud State's actually a much better team than Minnesota State Mankato. Now, I'm not going to overlook a Mike Hastings group. They could go in with their experience and and physicality, and they could win that game. But I think the Huskies are actually a worse matchup for the Gophers. So that's the one that I'd be uh, afraid about. You would love to, to reserve that rivalry for a little later in the tournament. But um, I, I think that if you get an in-state rivalry in round two in Fargo, it'll be an awesome atmosphere. So even though it's just the quarterfinal, uh, I think that's going to be going to be really competitive. And I think the Gophers should you know, definitely be a little wary of facing the Huskies there in that that regional final. How about you, Alex? What are you thinking with that Fargo region? I know you're an alum of Mankato, so <laughs> what is the dirty details? How are you feeling? Are you feeling conflicted at all either? Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, like like Sam said, it is it is kind of, you know, it's unfortunate to have all the Minnesota schools <laughs> in the same region. Um, I get I get what the committee was trying to do, too, and they, I think, you know, they were trying to limit travel, um, you know, expenses as well. I think that's a huge, huge thing. Um, and you know, it, it's going to be a war for whoever, you know, is in that regional championship because, you know, St. Cloud and Mankato, they're both older teams. And, uh, you know, the, you know, they always get up for you know, playing against uh, the Gophers. Um, so if that, you know, whoever, you know, m- matches up against them, it's going to be a heck of a heck of a game for sure. Um, you know, the one thing that St. Cloud doesn't have that they had earlier in the season was uh, one of their best defensemen, Dylan a- Anhorn. Um, he yeah. suffered a freak uh, pregame uh, injury and uh, was out. He's, he's now out for the you know rest of the year. Um, and they don't really have that dynamic offensive defenseman. They have they do have a wild draft pick in Jack uh, Peart, uh, but they don't have a guy like like uh, Anhorn. And so, you know, that that's the only thing that they're missing. But, you know, both Mankato and St. Cloud, they, you know, they did win the, win the playoff championship. So they're they're both coming in and hot, even though Mankato barely snuck snuck in. But, you know, they they both won it. So, you know, they're both uh, deserving champions. And, uh, you know, Mankato has uh, like, like Sam said too, uh, it's not only did they Mankato beat the Gophers last year, they beat them, you know, two years, uh, in, in a row. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of those Gophers, you know, um, definitely the seniors, they don't want to have a third season ended by them, by the Mavericks and the Mavericks don't have a Dryden McKay this year. So, you know, that, that, that hurts too, like Sam mentioned, not the same mm-hmm. firepower and a guy like Nathan Smith, uh, is, um, in the AHL too. So yeah, it'll be, be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And Dylan, just wrapping up this this regional real quick, is there any chance that the Gophers could be overlooking their first round matchup when everybody's talking about these Minnesota teams potentially meeting up in the quarterfinals? Yeah, I think uh, we, we asked Nevers about that. And he said, like, obviously, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. If, if we win, then we're going to face a Minnesota school but obviously the main focus is on Kinesis and you never want to overlook them um I'm not into basketball really I've probably watched like four or five games but I I thought that that just happened in college basketball tournament where there's 16 seed beat a one if I'm not mistaken so I mean it can happen Mm -hmm. I know that's a different sport and, and such but um 
Yeah, you, you never want to overlook an opponent, no matter who it is. Um, if it's at the start of the year, if it's you know right right now in, in the NCAA tournament as a sixteen versus a, a one, you you never want to overlook an opponent, and you got to focus day by day and win the first game, and then you, then you can start prepping for the for the second. All right, Gophers fans, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. Our friends over at FanDuel are bringing you nothing but the best, and they are giving you a chance at a no-sweat first bet. And what that means is if you win, you get money back because you won. You know how it works when it comes to betting, sports betting apps. But when you lose in this case, you also get money back. You get a chance at up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you'll get a no sweat first bet. So that's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. And you can bet on basically anything out there when it comes to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app. It's safe, secure, and super simple to use. Absolutely. It's it's the best of the best out there, in my opinion. And it is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Absolutely. All right. So quick answers here. Who, when you look across the field, do you truly see as the contenders that stand out to you in this tournament? I think Michigan's a freight train. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Michigan is that's the team that no one wants to face. Denver is deep. Denver's loaded as usual. It's hard to to really knock any of the top seeds. I mean, maybe there's maybe I've got a little bit of East Coast bias against Quinnipiac because of the, the the schedule they play isn't quite as demanding, but um, they can score a little bit. Like in past years, they haven't necessarily been as offensive minded. I think that they can score a, a decent amount. So those top seeds are tough. And then Boston, you know, I think Boston, you got to lump in in one of the likelier teams to get for sure into the Frozen Four. They're probably, I would say, the best two seed out of the out of the bunch. Any other thoughts from either Alex or Dylan when it comes to contenders at all? Yeah, I feel bad for for Denver. They they got stuck with the hardest region, I think for sure. Uh, you know that that's a, that's unfortunate to play Cornell right away. That's gonna be tough. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they have their goaltender. Krona got hurt in the NCHC um, against Colorado College, and so we don't know for sure if he's going to play or not. So that, that could be a big factor, but they're just a freight train too. Um, you know, they, uh, Mankato, you know, they, when they played them in the national title game, they had a lead after two periods and then Denver just poured it, poured it on in that third <laughs> period. And, uh, you know, they have, you know, they lost a lot of guys off that team. Some of them are in the NHL, but they brought back, um, you know, quite a few guys and, uh, they actually have a gopher transfer too, and Tristan bros, uh, who's on that team. And so they want to go back to back and, you know, uh, David Carl is one of the best coaches in, in the country and he's, you know, he's under 40. So he's gonna, he has a long, long career ahead of him. If he wants to stay, stay at Denver or, you know, maybe you know, at the NHL at some point, but he, he's, uh, made, uh, that team into, you know, powerhouse. Um, like I know, uh, Sam kind of talked about it, like Boston University and and how they're they're probably favored to get through. But I I mean I wouldn't sleep on Western Michigan. Um, another team that I think is is really intriguing is Harvard. Um, who knows if they can get past Ohio right away? I think that's a good matchup. Um, Harvard's got some depth scoring. They have some really good defensemen as well. Um, so it I know there's a lot of a lot of knocks on the regions and and teams and whatnot. But I do think a lot of these games will be pretty good games to watch. Um, 
obviously Michigan is probably favored to go pretty pretty far, and and who knows, we might get another Minnesota Michigan. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Gophers would definitely like that because if that it happened, that means they're in the championship game, and you can maybe get, exact a little bit of revenge for the Big Ten championship. But when you're looking across the regions, are there any regions that stand out to you as the easiest, or maybe I'll rephrase that, the friendliest path to the Frozen Four? Yeah, I mean Michigan's for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, Penn State is not has not been playing very well at all, um, and. Uh, you know, tech tech's been relying on their goaltending a, a whole lot. Um, and, uh, right at, right at the end there in the CCHA tournament, uh, you know, they Northern really took it to them and, and beat them. And so they've been off for a little bit and, and then, you know, Colgate, you know, it, uh, you know, I, you know, don't know a whole lot about them, but, uh, it seems like, uh, Michigan set up pretty well to, to get to the frozen forward there for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, I would say Allentown that. Regional and Bridgeport yeah, Regional. Allentown, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Dylan. No, that's what I was just going to say too. Is is I don't know much about Colgate, but like Alex said, like I want to say Penn State has had like four or five wins in their last like fifteen or something. Like they've really been slumping. So even if they get past Michigan Tech, obviously Michigan knows how to play them. So I, I think that's probably one of the weaker divisions. All right, so we've talked a little bit about the tournament. We're not done there, but I also want to talk about some of the individual stars. Now, the Hobie Baker, for those who don't know, is like the Heisman of hockey, and they have their 10 announced top 10, and it's been, it'll get whittled down to the final three at the end of the month. Now, that being said, in that top 10, there are two gophers on that list in Logan Cooley, the star freshman that has absolutely shown out this year, and also the Big Ten Player of the Year, Matthew Nyes. Now, let's go real quick around the table, and do you think either player or both have a real shot at getting into that final three when it comes to the Hobie Baker finalist? Let's start with you, Dylan. Yeah, I I think, I really think so. Um, I don't know if both of them will make it in the final three, but I would imagine maybe one of them. And to choose between one of them has to be a a very hard decision because, you know, they're two obviously highly offensive players, but like Knives brings maybe more of a complete game, you could say, um, like more defensive. Um, You'd think maybe he's a little bit more physical and and more recently he has been, but I think Cooley still has the edge on like hits if you want to look at that stat. Um, But I think those two are, should obviously probably be in the final five if you're looking at you know the final three for it. I think at least one of them will be in it, um, and then probably Fantilli would be in the other one. Um, I guess how cool would it be for the Big Ten to kind of have the three finalists all be from the Big Ten, and that very well could happen if it was Cooley, Knives, Fantilli. All right, uh, Sam, what about you? Well, full disclosure, I don't know a lot about Devon Levi from Northeastern. I don't know a lot about Quinnipiac's goalie. Like some of these guys, I just haven't seen enough to to have a judgment like Lane Hudson of Boston, Colin Graff, (coughs) Sean Farrell. But I think that Nyes is probably just slightly more likely than Cooley to be in that in that final grouping. I'd have a hard time seeing Adam Fantilli not in that group either. And I think that out of freshmen, I think that Fantilli probably has just a slight leg up on Cooley as well. So Cooley, super deserving, but there's just so much talent here. I I think Cooley probably gets left out. 
Um, might be Fantilli, Nyes, and then one more guy. But Nyes just plays that wonderful 200-foot game. He does everything right. His positioning, his his ability to finish around the net, his clutchness. Uh, Matthew Nyes, I think, is kind of the, the definition of what you want in a Hobie Baker finalist. So I think Nyes could definitely go into that uh, that final trio. And Alex, any final thoughts there? Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting because uh, you know <laughs> I know Michigan people were upset that uh, Fantilli did not get Big Ten Player of the Year. He had more points than Nyes, um, and Cooley had more points than uh, than Nyes too. So um, it'll be interesting, um, you know, with with the Hobie Baker uh, because. Fantilli's been kicked out of a couple of games. And so, you know, I, I'm sure sportsmanship uh, gets is a part of their criteria too. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, um, if they factor that in with Fantilli. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's probably the most talented player in the, in the country. And so he's, it'd be well-deserving if he gets it. Um, you know, that uh, Hudson kid uh, from, from BU is phenomenal. So I'm kind of like uh, Sam, I think it'll be nice Fantilli. And then one of those guys out, out East and my money would be on nice to, to win it. I just think, you know, I think he has, you know, between him and Fantilli, I think nice has a better chance of being a better pro. Um, just, uh, you know, he's going to be going to a Toronto team after this, after this season, he'll be playing with some some of the best players in the NHL, Austin Matthews and William Nylander, Mitch Marner. The, the, the names go on and on. And, you know, it'd be pretty cool to see, you know, if if the Gophers can make it to the Frozen Four and get to that championship game, it'd be fun to see him win a national title and then go into the NHL playoffs. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. All right. I got four final questions to wrap up this round table. The first is going to be a quick prediction from each of you who comes out as the regional winner on this day. No foresight. I mean, no other information that we have coming ahead. So if you had to choose your winner of each regional to get to the frozen four, who is it? Dylan, we'll start with you. Um, I guess we'll start. I'll leave the Fargo division for last, but I'll start with Allentown. <laughs> um, obviously, Michigan. I, I feel like that—that's probably the most confident I am in in picking a winner from each division. So I, I would go Michigan from Allentown, um, Bridgeport. I, this is one that I've kind of like debated back and forth with. Like, I just really—I'm uh, not a big fan of Quinnipiac. I—I I just I don't really know how they had where they were um, obviously the games they played the teams they played they weren't obviously high competition so I want to see them play against Harvard or, or Ohio but I do think the winner of Bridgeport is probably either Harvard or Ohio um, if I had to guess I'll, I'll just go with Ohio um, which which would be a fun matchup with Michigan and Ohio um, moving to Manchester obviously you want to go with Denver but again I Boston University is a very good team Western Michigan's a very good team. Um, I don't know if that would be an upset, but I do think Western Michigan might come out of that region. And I feel like you got to have an upset somewhere. So if that is one, that would be my one. Um, moving to Fargo, you know, I I do, like Sam said earlier, I feel like St. Cloud probably beats Mankato. Um, sorry, Alex. But I do think that that probably happens. <laughs> and and then it would be Minnesota versus St. Cloud. And we saw earlier this year that it was it was a really good series. Um, 
I believe it was the first series the Gophers had after Christmas break. So maybe there was a little bit of rust and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I still think they matched up really, really well. Um, so I, I'm just going to go with the gut and the heart, and I think Minnesota comes out of that one. All right, Alex, we'll move to you for your quick predictions right here too. Yeah, I'll go uh, Denver, and I'll say um, Quinnipiac, um, and then I'll say the Gophers in that la- that last region, and then yeah, and then uh, Michigan. So go All right. chalk. Yeah, Sam. I think chalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, quick caveat: I filled this out as if I were <clears throat> unaffiliated, just normal guy. If I wasn't the Gophers announcer, and I. <laughs> I usually would do some upsets. Like I, I like mixing it up. I like kind of picking the, the lower seeds sometimes. So um, I'm obviously rooting for a certain team, but I have uh, St. Cloud State coming out of the Fargo Regional. Um, I've got Denver <clears throat> coming out of Manchester. I've got Michigan, and I've got Ohio State in the Bridgeport. So I've got a, a two, a couple ones, and a three. Go, All go. Right. There <laughs> it is. Now remember, remember those Frozen Fours that you chose. Because we're going to wrap this thing up with one final, you know, maybe you got some bragging rights at the end of the show if you call it all right. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about two things with the Gophers. First off, who do you guys think is the most important player on the roster for the Gophers to reach their peak and win a title? Just one player, and maybe a quick reason why. Sam, we'll start with you. Well... I'll, uh, I think the low hanging fruit is to say somebody on that top line. So I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go off of that a little bit. I'm going to say it's one of those secondary scorers that that needs to step up because when you're facing the defensive pressure that you'll inevitably face in the NCAA tournament, you are going to need multiple lines to contribute. Um, so someone like Bryce Brodzinski, who I think played a good game against Michigan, he had a lot of scoring chances and he's been coming alive really a lot in the second half of the year. Uh, Having someone like that fueling that second line is going to help them. Like last year, they got shut out in the game that eliminated them. Um, And I think that there's going to be so much focus against the the 81, 89, 92 line that you're going to need that second line score. So I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. I'm going to say Bryce Brodzinski uh, is going to be one of the catalysts for the Gophers to move forward. All right, Dylan, how about you? One of the most important players for the Gophers to reach their peak. Yeah, Sam Stolt, I was going to say Bryce too, because you know, going in the playoffs, if you can get Bryce hot, that's a guy that scores in bunches. And if he scores in the first game, he's probably going to score in the second and the game after that. And that's very important. Um, I'll go with his line mate, um, Jackson Nelson. Um, even if he's not picking up the points or the, or the goals or anything in the tournament, he's still a very valuable player. Um, he's a big center. He, he's a very good defensive second line center. And that's a guy that they're going to need. You know, maybe they use that line to shut down other top top lines and, and kind of let their, you know, Knives, Cooley, Snuggerud line play against um, different lines. So I'll go with Jackson Nelson. All right, Alex, wrap it up. Who's the yeah. most important player? Yeah, Dil- Dylan, we all we all got great minds because I was going to say Jackson yeah. Nelson because, um, you know, I just think – uh, he's, he's so crucial cause he's, he plays center. So, you know, face-offs are so, you know, wins are so important, uh, especially in these NCAA tournament games. And, um, you know, he plays an important role on that power play too. Uh, but I'll go with Justin close, you know, you need good goaltending, uh, to get you to the frozen four. 
And so, you know, you know, Justin, he, he had a tough, you know, tough game against Mankato uh, last year. Uh, I, th- I think he gave up five. Um, and so, you know, you, you need, you need your goal, goaltending to be elite. Uh, uh, we saw Magnus Krona, what he did with Denver last, last year. And so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, for, you know, for them to, to win a national title, it's going to come down to the, to the goaltending because uh, the goals, you know, once, once you, you know, once you get further into this tournament, it's it's gonna be tougher and tougher to score. So um, you, you're gonna have to have your goalie uh, when you game for sure. I love to hear it. Now this is gonna be really interesting. The last Gophers question before we do a final prediction to wrap this thing up. Now I was gonna ask you who are underrated or sleeper players that could end up very important for Minnesota, and you all went deep dives past the first line. So I mean, maybe Close was a guy that people would anticipate as the most important, but this might get you even deeper. So who is the underrated player that maybe you don't expect coming in that could be a huge contributor for the gophers in the tournament we'll go opposite so alex you can start that one off yeah we we mentioned this guy or dylan mentioned him earlier uh ryan chesley um you know he was he was playing phenomenal hockey before he got hurt um you know it, it looked like he was really making strides offensively and i think you know he can help provide some offense from from the blue line there the as we know, the Gophers have, I think, the best uh, decor in the country, and uh, some of these guys kind of get overshadowed, definitely, uh, you know, just with with the firepower that they have. And so, I think he's a guy that's that's only going to get better, uh, but I think he can can help in this tournament. All right, and Dylan. Yeah, um, just kind of looking at like the bottom six, um, so to speak. I I think there's a lot of players down there. Um, I just feel like that. That fourth line, the the way they play, I know they rotate in and out players like Middlestead. Sometimes Strobel gets in, PNME, um, Lamb, but they all kind of play a similar style. Obviously, that's going to be a very important line. But specifically, maybe a sleeper would be Aaron Huglin. Um, I think he's only got you know three, four goals this year, and that's a guy that they obviously you know expect to score more. But he's always he he's streaky, but he does a lot of things right that people don't see, and and I think. When you look at the stuff that he does right, the scoring's going to come, and it's every single game. You see the chances he gets, the opportunity he gets. It's going to come, whether it's this year or it's next year. Um, he'll be obviously very, very important for their run if they're going to make one. And Sam, how about Connor Kurth? I think that's the freshman that people don't talk enough about because a lot of the season he was buried on the fourth line, but he's kind of been elevated to a permanent fixture on that third line with Huglin and Pitlick. Uh, I know he doesn't have points in four straight, but I think that's someone that can catch lightning in a bottle. I think he can score in a lot of creative ways. He's shown that uh, with half a dozen goals on the year. I think he's got a little more punch than Strobel's or the Pinanimi's, and, and he's shown that he's probably played himself into a top six role next year, assuming they lose a bunch mm-hmm. of guys. So I think Connor Kurth could be a, a, a quiet little spark plug for this team, and, and we can't emphasize it enough how important that secondary and tertiary scoring is going to be for this team. So uh, I, I would I would count on Kurth, who I believe, is he a, one of those Tampa or Florida products? I think Tampa. He might have a to, yeah, yeah. yeah, he might have a chance to go home to play in the uh, the uh, or I'm sorry to go play in the arena where he might play um, down the road. I love to hear it all. Now we're going to close this one off. It's been some great hockey talk. There's going to be tons of takeaways and hopefully people can continue to watch this as the tournament is going. 
but now is the time to shine. Now is the time to call your shot. There's no pandering to the Gophers audience here. I want to know the real thoughts. So the final question is who is your finals matchup and who is the ultimate winner for you this year in the NCAA tournament? Dylan, I'm going to start with you. Um, I thought about this a lot last night, um, but I'm honestly going to go with Minnesota versus Michigan. Um, I just, I think they're probably the two most talented teams in this. Um, a lot of freshmen. I think it was either Sam or Alex who touched on this earlier of, of how they're, you know, the top two youngest teams in the whole tournament, but they're the top two most talented teams in my opinion. Um, but just listening to the, the press conference and talking to players and Bob after that game is they knew what they did wrong. Um, the fact that they walked away out of it 4-3 to them was, you know, a, kind of a mini victory. I, I think they felt like Michigan completely outplayed them. Um, they, they did just so many things defensively that were, you know, eye-opening. But that's, that's an easy fix for them. We saw that this year when they have games like that where everyone starts to kind of press the panic button but then they quickly turn it around. So in my opinion, I got Minnesota and Michigan in the final. And because of the past games, I've, I've got, I've got Minnesota beating Michigan for the national championship. All right, Alex. Yeah. I'm kind of like Dylan. I have uh, Minnesota and Michigan in the final. These are the two most talented teams in the country. I, I, I think in my opinion, uh, you know, if, if Denver was a hundred percent, I, I would, might, might take Denver over the Gophers to reach that title game, but you know, we don't know about their goaltender. So that that's a huge factor, but uh, you know, I, I, I have Michigan winning it all. I, I just think the way that they're playing right now and how they came into Mariucci in that hostile environment and, and won again, you know, two years in a row and the way Adam Fantilli is playing, you know, it, you know, the, he's just playing at an uh, elite level. He wants that Hobie Baker. Um, he, he wants bragging rights against some of those gophers. And so um, I'll go with Michigan winning it. All right. And Sam to close. Yeah. Double-edged sword. Cause if I take the gophers, I'm, I'm the, the Homer announcer. And if I I'll don't, take them, I I'll get, take them. I get everybody's the arrows, <laughs> um, but it's okay. I can take the heat. I'm going to go uh, Denver against Michigan and I think Michigan wins um I've I've said it throughout the show I just think that they're a freight train they've got a first like a top 10 pick centering their third line and Frank Nazar they're healthy and I actually really like their interim coach so I'm uh I'm gonna take Michigan to win the whole thing and uh, I hate it I hate that I did it it's okay. I will clean it up for the fans that are just distraught by some of these takes right now. I've got the Gophers one. bringing it home, but I also there have the go. least hockey knowledge in this room probably, <laughs> so I don't know if you want to run that to the bank. But regardless, it is going to be a great tournament. I'm excited for it, and I'm thankful for all of you for joining the podcast. Be sure to follow all of them over on Twitter and wherever else you can find their content. They're all over the place. They're on other podcasts. They announce for the play-by-play for Bali and much more. I will drop all of their links in or all their handles in the link below. So be sure to follow them all. Thank you for joining. And that is going to do it for us here at Locked On Golden Gophers. Hopefully we'll see you and be talking about it from Frozen Gold.